0: What's up, guys? Rick Gaiman here with the third annual Optimal March Madness Bracket. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use math and I'm going to use the tools that are available free on the Internet to build the statistically most optimal bracket for March Madness. If you follow me, you know that I focus on statistical analysis for fantasy golf and golf betting so if you're interested in that make sure to subscribe to the channel but last year we had a bracket that finished in the 94th percentile and had baylor as the champion the previous march madness before that it had virginia as the champion and finished in the 98th percentile i've linked those brackets along with all the other information that you need in the description i will reiterate that uh, again The moment that I turn on March Madness this year will be the first moment of college basketball that I have watched all year long. And I do not believe that that is going to hinder us from creating a really good bracket. That has been true for previous years. Uh, A couple of notes to get out of the way here before you dive into the comments. Um. This strategy is one of game theory. I'll get more into that in just a second. It works better in larger pools. In fact, the bigger, the better. Really anything over 20 should be fine, but this is a really good big bracket, big pool strategy. Additionally, Uh, I don't care if I have enough 12s over 5s or any other little quirks like that. I I don't care. I'm not going to go for them. I'm going to be guided by math. Finally, uh, the... The results that we've put together, 94th percentile, 98th percentile, I'm certainly not guaranteeing those level of results. That's likely to slow down at some point, but we're going to put ourselves in the best position to succeed. And I'm only asking for two things in return here. Number one, please like the video, share it around. It goes a long way. I'll continue to create create these year in and year out. Thank you very much for that. Second thing, if you're going to play props, which I think you should because they're the easiest way to make money, especially during March Madness. And if you're going to do it on Prize Picks because they're releasing Prop Madness, which is going to be highly exploitable, I'll tweet out some plays. Uh, use the code RICK when you sign up. It's 100% instant deposit, up to 100 bucks. The link is in the description. We do those. Everybody's very happy. It's a win-win-win all around. Let's get into it. All right, if you're new, you're probably thinking, what is this crazy guy talking about? He's going to build an optimal bracket. Um, Okay, so there is a very unique scenario of March Madness that uh, does not really happen for any other sport or any other situation. Number one is that uh, we have or we can come up with the likelihoods of every team getting to the championship game, winning the championship, getting to the final four, losing in the first round, all of that stuff. Uh, I'm going to use 538 for this, which they have the probabilities through their own calculations of each team advancing through each round. There are other places you can get this. I've been suggesting others. I'm just going to roll with 538. Things have been very good in that scenario. The other thing that is uh, crucial to this exercise is that if you go to ESPN's tournament bracket challenge whatever they're calling it this year there is a button a tab called who picked whom they're telling you the likely or the percentage of every single one of the brackets and which teams have advanced to which stage this is this is the holy grail this is the missing link this would be if you were playing daily fantasy getting the ownership in advance this is knowing what everyone's going to do before the games actually start it's gold when you combine this with the actual likelihood of these things happening we're in for we're in for something really really special here So here's the basic premise, uh, and it's called Game Theory. It is looking at what others are doing and making your decisions based on that. So as of right now, on ESPN, 30% of all brackets, whatever that's going to end up being, 10 million brackets, have picked Gonzaga to win the national championship. Now... How likely is Gonzaga to actually win the national championship? Well, according to 538, that answer is 27%. If you look at their implied odds, if you look at the uh, the sports book, three and a half to one to win the national title, it's probably closer to 22%. So, more people are picking Gonzaga to win it all than the likelihood of them actually winning it. So this is the part where I say if you're playing in a large bracket challenge or, you know, even a couple of dozen people and you are picking Gonzaga to win it all, you are objectively wrong. I get it. I get it. This is where everyone else says, but Rick, they're the favorites to win. I understand um, they are the favorites to win. They are they are most likely to win, but they are probably not going to win. Uh, Because remember, even if they only win it 27% of the time or 22% of the time, that's a lot. But that means like 75% of the time, some other team is winning the national title. And if you are going down with Gonzaga, you're doing it wrong. Think about it. How often does the favorite win March Madness? They don't call it mundane March. It's March Madness because weird stuff happens, right? Number one seeds get bounced. Uh, The favorite before the event doesn't always win it in fact we'll probably get wiped on this we'll probably lose on this game theory bet one out of every five one out of every six times so i i know it's coming at some point but this is the way that you've got to play it so what i've done is i've taken the who picked whom information I've taken the 538 information and with a little bit of data manipulation, I have created this spreadsheet. And this is, of course, available to you in the description below. And all it really does is compares every team uh, with their 538 probability to win each round and their ESPN, how often they were picked. To win each round. And we are just going to compare the numbers and we are going to find leverage. So, the leverage is a situation in which a team is more likely to get through the round based on their 538 probabilities than the number of people that have picked them to advance in the ESPN bracket challenge that is leverage uh if you remember from previous years the easiest way to start doing this is with your national championship game and starting to work backwards so to me there's kind of two really big leverage points whoever your national champion is and uh the first round selections because the first round selections there's a lot of chaos for most teams um you're going to see some really big leverage numbers or negative leverage numbers. Uh, But your national champion, if you can get a leverage situation there, you can earn a lot of points. Because remember, in most brackets, the further you go, the more points each win is worth. So you could have, I think last year, Baylor might've been the only Final Four team that we had, but because they win it all, you get into the 94th percentile because we had such large leverage on them, not only in the national championship game, but every round leading up to it. So let's look at our national champion prospects. I have this sorted by the ESPN who picked whom percentage. So 30% of people have picked Gonzaga to win it all. They're only going to win it 26% of the time. That is negative leverage. We cannot pick Gonzaga to win it all. Arizona will win it um, about 7% of the time. But ESPN uh, selectors have picked them to win it all 12% of the time. Negative leverage. We cannot pick them. An interesting team here. Kansas. Kansas has only been picked 8.3% of the time to win it all, yet they are 10% or more likely to win the national title. That is decent leverage. Let's actually flip this. Let's sort it by leverage. So... Last year, Baylor was 3.5% leverage in the national title game, but you have to do a little bit of, you know, you got to use your brain a little bit, right? Uh, As much as I don't like to, as much as I prefer to just follow the math, you cannot necessarily do it here because you'll get bigger leverage on Houston and Iowa, but they are still about 3%. To win the whole thing according to 538, but Kansas, Kansas is the team that not only gives us the best chance of winning it all, but with a high percentage, the third highest uh, leverage percent in this bracket. You could argue Kentucky would be a good selection as well because Kentucky is going to win it about 8.2% of the time. ESPN is only picking them at about 6.5% of the time. Either one of these are fine. I'm going to go with Kansas. I'm going to say give me the team that is more likely to win it than the other, which is Kansas over Kentucky, uh, and there is more leverage. So in this situation, Kansas is our winner, and I have no idea what part of the bracket they are in the Midwest. Okay, so we are just going to select and force them through to the national championship, and they are our national champion. Okay, so now we've got to start finding uh, some other teams to get through. And what you, there's another, so I mentioned the two leverage points, the national championship leverage and the opening round leverage. There's also final four leverage, which is so many people will select a team to get to the final four. Often, number one and number two seats, and then they will diverge from there. There's also another caveat to uh, the type of league that you're in, the type of pool that you're in. If you are in, uh, oh boy, I'm going to screw this up. If you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, is Michigan in this? I'm assuming they are. If you are, if you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, there is going to be a disproportionate number of brackets that have Michigan going further than they should. You should bounce Michigan earlier than that. If you're in, Columbus, Ohio is Ohio State. I don't even know if Ohio State, they're a seven seed. Um, Ohio State is you're going to have brackets that have them going disproportionately far based on your region, right? So keep that in mind. You might want to mess that around if you're in a, a, a smaller, a smaller bracket. Bouncing the local team early is always a good strategy. So as we fill out the rest of our final four, you, you got to look at the, the common suspects here. Okay. So Gonzaga, 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 I don't know. Gonzaga, uh, this is a weird situation where there is actually positive leverage on having Gonzaga win in the Elite Eight and then probably lose after that. So it's like basically every so a huge chunk of the people that have Gonzaga getting to the Final Four have them winning it all. Either they're being bounced before that in some brackets by some upsets, which is kind of crazy, or they're winning the whole thing. So there's this sweet spot for Gonzaga that looks like. Uh, You pick them to win the Elite Eight game and you have them lose in the Final Four. It's close. You could also argue having them lose the national title game because we picked a team that was... um, uh, on the other uh, on the other side of the bracket where they won't wouldn't run into Gonzaga until the national title game to win it all so you could argue having them go to the national title game and losing there is fine i'm just going to bend the knee to the numbers here and i'm going to take all the positive leverage that i can find so i'm going to have Gonzaga winning in the elite 8 but they are going to lose in the final 4 and we will determine who they lose to in the final 4 in just a few minutes let me see what else we can find here about someone getting into the Final Four. So here are the teams coming out of the East here. So Kentucky, uh, the likely candidates to come out of the Final Four in the East would be Kentucky, Purdue, and what is that? UCLA. It's actually this one. UCLA, Purdue, and Kentucky. Uh, all three are positive leverage. There is actually more leverage on UCLA, about 3%, but that's because their actual 538 win probability is lower. So I think the logical thing that we have to do here is we have to k- take Kentucky from the East uh, because they're 14% likely to win in the Final Four, but only 12% of people are winning them, are, are, are doing that in ESPN. So they have the fourth best odds to actually win in the Final Four yet We have positive leverage on them. So we would have positive leverage on two of our national championship teams, obviously, Kentucky, Kansas. And we would also be able to bounce Gonzaga in that moment. So Kentucky is going to come out of the east, which they are a two seed. So Kentucky is going to come out of the east. They are going to beat Gonzaga, and we are going to have a Kentucky-Kansas national championship game with Kansas winning it. Sounds great to me. So we also now need to figure out who's coming out of the, uh, well, we know they're going to lose to Kansas in the Final Four. So the highest leverage team to win the Elite Eight in the South region. That's what we're looking for now. So highest leverage team. So we're going to sort Elite Eight and our South region, which is these teams right here. So it's it's Arizona. Villanova is an option. Tennessee's an option Houston's an option so let's look at these well we can't pick Arizona okay this is a beautiful example of game theory the arguably one of the worst things that you could do is have Arizona coming out of the south in the for the final four coming out of that region because there is a huge nearly half of the brackets on ESPN have Arizona coming out of the south when the likelihood of that happening is only about 31% of the time. So there is minus 15% leverage. You cannot pick Arizona here, which gives us Villanova as an option. Um, Tennessee is another option, but they're a negative. Look, Tennessee, public team, no. Uh, Houston's a decent option, but Villanova has 7% more likelihood that they are going to get out of um, the South region, than Houston, I'd be fine with either one of these. There's a lot of leverage on Houston. A lot of leverage on Houston. About 7%, nearly twice the leverage of Villanova. But again, Villanova's much more likely to actually do it. So I'm I, I'm gonna straddle the line here, and I'm gonna go with Villanova. Although if you wanted to use Houston here, which is a five seed, I'm I would be comfortable with that. So we've got our final four set. We've got Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova, and Kansas with Kansas and Kentucky going all the way and Kansas winning the whole thing. So uh, now we've got to start rounding this out here. So we need teams to get to the uh, to get to the elite eight. So we need sweet 16 wins. So sweet 16 wins. What are the biggest leverage situations? Well, UCLA, Houston, okay, so we can have Houston make a run, UCLA make a run. What is the likelihood of those happening? Still pretty good, 37% for UCLA, 21% for Houston. Iowa making a run out of the Midwest would be kind of interesting. Okay, so we can start, you know, kind of gaming this out a little bit. Let's take UCLA to the Elite Eight, and they are in the East. Okay, so UCLA is a four seed. Okay, so they will have to run up against Baylor at some point if that's the path that this goes. However, um, Baylor was like one of the worst leverage teams. Yeah, like the worst leverage team across the board. Kind of shocking. I don't know if they have an injury or something that happens, but they are um, uh, arguably across the board the worst leverage team. They're just being over. I don't know. Way over-owned than what the 538 chances of them winning is. I don't know if that's injury. I I don't know what the concern is. But we're going to take UCLA. We're going to take Houston to the Elite Eight. So that's Houston out of the South, which we liked. Because Houston, we we almost took to the Final Four, but they are going to lose to Villanova uh, actually here, right? This would be... Nope. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Villanova. Yes. Okay, there we go. So they're going to lose in the... Uh, they're gonna lose in the Elite Eight, right? Okay, got it. Beautiful. <clears throat> so when you look at you know the Midwest region, um, it's tough because well, it's not really that tough because you've got the same amount of leverage on Iowa and LSU, both about nine and a half percent of of leverage. However, Iowa is like twice as likely to get through to the Elite Eight than Louisiana. Than LSU is. Uh, So we are going to take Iowa, the five seed, to the Elite Eight, and they are in the Midwest. So Iowa is going to beat Richmond. They're going to then beat the winner of Providence and South Dakota State, and then they are going to get bounced by Kansas. Is that right? Yeah, they'd have to get bounced by Kansas there. No, that's actually not right because we've got – because we have a one seed coming out of the Midwest, they would run into our Iowa Sweet 16 teams. We actually have to go back one. We have to go to – for rounds of 32, we need uh, leverage on a Midwest region team. So it still might be Iowa, but actually it's LSU. Okay, so we might need to go with LSU here. Hold on. So here are our Midwest options. We've got LSU, uh, San Diego State, Iowa State. Yeah, look at the big difference. The, The huge leverage on Iowa was to have them win in the Sweet 16. However, we can't do that because we've already committed to Kansas here. So we've got to pivot a little bit, and that pivot basically has to take us to LSU. Um, which should work then because that w- they would not run into our eventual champion. They are the most likely team uh, of the of the teams that we have leverage on that we have available to get to that sweet 16. So I'm sorry, Kansas, but you've got to go. It's actually got to be LSU facing Kansas in the elite 8 and we'll have Iowa get bounced in the sweet 16. So this is this is how it's going to work. They're going to be LSU's going to be Auburn at some point and probably Wisconsin at some point. Is the way this would work for the for the leverage. So now we need a west team in the elite 8. We know we have Gonzaga going through. Um I have this now sorted by the 538 probabilities and I'm highlighting the other west teams. Uh, You can't pick Duke basically anywhere outside of like winning in the first round just because they're such a public popular team. They are negative leverage across the board. They've got way too many people winning them to win the national title and advancing through this whole thing. Texas Tech, a Sweet 16 win, is actually positive leverage. Most people have them losing in the rounds before. So would Texas Tech run into Gonzaga too early here, or would they run into them in the Elite Eight? That would be OK. They would run into them in the Elite Eight. OK, so we can go with Texas Tech. So here's now our Elite Eight. Gonzaga versus Texas Tech, Houston versus Villanova, uh, UCLA versus Kentucky. Yes. And. Kansas versus. LSU, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time reading this bracket it, I don't know if it's because I'm zoomed in on my screen, but it is like, um, I can't tell what the Sweet 16 round and what the Elite 8 is, right? I hate, I I do not like this layout from ESPN, but maybe it's because I'm zoomed in. I'll give them, a, I'll, I'll cut them some slack there. So that is our, I don't like that these are closer to the t- to the middle of the bracket. They should be further away. Anyway, Um. all right, we've got our Elite 8 teams locked in and we've got our, uh, you know, that that's like that is our highest leverage, high point, uh, teams already locked in. So now what I'll probably do is I do want to look at some of these first round upsets because those are really, the kind of the next way that you can leverage this. So uh, I'm just going to sort by likelihood to win in rounds of 64. Or actually, let me do it this way. I'm going to sort by leverage and look at teams that are kind of close to coin flips and whatnots. So, um, San Francisco. The 10 seed out of the East. I don't know who they're playing, but they are about a coin flip to win that game. Yet only 27% of people are actually picking them to advance. So we've got to advance San Francisco through the East, Michigan through the South, believe it or not. Michigan, wow. Pretty pretty positive leverage. Wow, across the board. Good on you, Michigan. That was my example for being a public team. Maybe not this year. They're an 11 seed. Maybe they're not very good. So uh, we, actually, they, they are the favorite to get out of that, to win in the round of 64, about 70% of the time, yet only half the people on ESPN are picking them. So here's where we'll do this. So we'll do, um, I can fast forward through this here, but we're going to pick like San Francisco to win their first game uh, out of the East. So that is... Over here, who is San Francisco beating? Okay, Murray State. That doesn't seem like a stretch. Michigan's in the south, so they are going to. I also do not like the way this bracket is set up either. My God, they should put me in charge of the brackets. The guy who hasn't watched the game. Why wouldn't East be in the top left corner? West be in the? Uh, uh, they. I don't. I don't understand this. Okay, so uh, Michigan's going through Davidson. See and, and like okay, you don't want to pick that, like UAB fine. Only you have a ton of leverage on UAB, but they're only going to win the game like twenty four percent of the time. You you got to use your brain a little bit here. So I'm trying to stick to these coin flips here. So Davidson and Marquette out of the West and the East. So Davidson and Marquette. So we'll have Davidson over Michigan State, and then Marquette in the. Ah, uh, sorry guys. I'm so I have no idea who, where this bracket is. Marquette is in the East as well. Okay, over North Carolina, nine over an eight. That seems fair. They're gonna run into Baylor and probably lose to Baylor at some point. Okay. So that's that's um is that what I want to do here? San Diego State, Yukon. Yukon is how about this? Yukon eighty-six percent likely to win their game, and that's still leverage on the field. Cause only 80% who are they playing? They must be playing somewhat of another kind of publicish team. No, not really. Everyone loves the twelve over a five, though. No, we're going with UConn there. Um, so I'll just kind of roll through a couple of these, and I'll I'll fast forward through you guys. Okay, so in the South we've got uh, Arizona and TCU going through. So TCU was a um, decent little. So here they are. You get two percent of leverage, although it's a coin flip. If you go with uh, TCU or Seton Hall. Um, Either one is fine. They're both very close. I'm going to take the plus 2%. We've got Houston over UAB. Houston is going to win the game 75% of the time. That is negative leverage, but they win it so often that we went with them. Um, We went with Illinois over Chattanooga. Again, it's negative leverage, only 3% negative leverage, but they're going to win the game 81% of the time. Talked about Michigan, Tennessee. Is actually uh, very close to even in terms of leverage, and they're going to win the game 93% of the time. Ohio State versus Loyola, this one was pretty close as well. You could probably go in any direction. Um, I'm going to take the 1% leverage on a game that Ohio State wins 55% of the time. And I also think that um, because Loyola, I believe, is the team with sister, the sister that we all know that I'm talking about, because I watch a lot of college basketball and I'm very, very smart. Um, I believe they're probably a bit more public than they should be. So we're going to take Ohio State on that side and try to fade faith. Uh, Okay, I'll go down here to the Midwest and I'll update you when I'm done. Actually, I'll just filter and I can do this in real time. So here we go. We need a Providence, South Dakota State winner. Okay, so Providence is 66%, huge negative. Okay, so this one you like, this is where you try to call an upset here. Is this enough leverage? They're gonna win the game. South Dakota State's gonna win this game a third of the time. Only a quarter of people are picking them to go through. So you have a lot of leverage. It's actually, the biggest leverage spot on the board, but you have to kind of weigh whether you're willing to take the the one third shot. If we were willing to bounce Providence pretty quickly in this, so which we are, we are okay. So this is kind of tough. Because we only have this, the winner of this game going one more round, or or no, losing in the next round. They're going to lose to Iowa. So I'm almost a bit more likely to take the team that's only going to win a third percent of the time, but going to give me a ton of leverage if they do, because for whatever reason, Providence is a pretty over leveraged team. Meaning that there is negative leverage on them, not only in round of 64, but in round of 32. That's why we have so much leverage on Iowa to advance to the Sweet 16. So we, I, I'm pretty torn on this. I think you could go either way. I will, um, a third of the time, man, a third of the time. That's what South Dakota State does this with. I don't know if you can do it. Ah, screw it, right? Let's just do it. South Dakota State. I don't, oh man, I don't love that. I don't love that, but I don't love the other side either. Let me think. It's the biggest leverage spot. It's only 33%. We have them losing in the next round. Let's just take it. If you want to flip to Providence there, I don't mind. Um, We've got Wisconsin and Colgate. I imagine Wisconsin's just going to be too big. Yeah, this is negative leverage, but 84% of the time, Wisconsin moves on. USC versus Miami. Here, they're right here. Very close, although not really. Miami is going to win only 46% of the time, but only 41, but 41% of people have picked them. So it's plus 5%. So we're basically taking a coin flip at five and a half percent leverage. So we are taking Miami. And then I imagine Auburn over Jacksonville state. is probably a huge number. Yeah, it's actually not bad. Okay, perfect. So now, uh, okay, we've got that. Let's go to the East tier, the East region. I feel like I'm doing the selection show, the East region sorted by win probability, uh, Baylor versus Norfolk state. I'm not even going to look it up. Baylor's gotta go through here yeah they do i looked it up saint mary's and then the play-in uh which is wyoming and indiana i believe yeah so um saint mary's is 60 60- oh wow oh it's because they're a 12 in. everyone loves that right so you get this is kind of interesting here indiana advancing in 538 uh advancing through the round of 64 is 30%, which means they which means 538 thinks they're going to beat Wyoming and then 30% of the time they are going to advance through St. Mary's. That's a huge leverage spot. And what's interesting is 538 delineates between these two teams. ESPN does not. So if for whatever reason Wyoming does win that game, you would get Wyoming in the next round. It's kind of a huge spot, isn't it? But they're only going to do it thirty percent of the time. Uh, we we took we took one on the other side. We'll we'll keep St. Mary's here, so we'll even it out. We took the long shot of, San, of of South Dakota State on the other side. We'll take St. Mary's here. Purdue versus Yale. I imagine that's just going to be Purdue. This is also probably the point where someone comments like, "You're taking too many favorites." Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I know. I've heard. I've read all the comments. Trust me. Uh, okay, Boise State versus Memphis in the West. Um, Boise state is here. Positive leverage Memphis negative leverage. Boise state's going to win at 45% of the time we're we're, we're rolling with Boise state, Arkansas versus Vermont, Arkansas negative leverage, but they're going to win at 71% of the time. Vermont. Good leverage, not winning it enough. We'll go with Arkansas, Alabama versus Rutgers or the other team that's going to play in again. People love this, man. People love the other side of this. Um, I, they're they're actually all negative leverage. How is that possible? Alabama versus Rutgers and Notre Dame. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. So, okay, uh, we'll just roll with Alabama because that's the most likely scenario. And then you've got uh, Duke versus CSU. Fullerton, we will take Duke. And I believe we've got our round selected here. Okay, so now, now we just got to figure out um, – you know, who's going to advance? So so who is going to win in the round of 32? That is our next question here. So let me make this a little bit better here. And we will stick with our – so we need UConn or Arkansas because that whoever wins that is going to uh, end up playing Gonzaga. So UConn or Arkansas, so they are right here, one and two. Huge leverage for UConn. Huge. A lot of people have Arkansas going on here and then losing to Gonzaga. We are going to take the opposite. Wow. That is rare. That is rare that you get the team with a higher lever a higher win probability actually has the more leverage we are taking yukon that's actually one of the sweeter spots in the entire bracket having yukon go to the sweet 16 then getting bounced duke versus davidson i imagine it's probably still going to be duke here davidson only gets there 13 of the time yeah we're going with duke uh the let's see the east side of the bracket And you guys can fast forward through this if you don't want. I think it's kind of interesting. So we've got uh, Baylor and Marquette. I imagine Baylor is getting through. Marquette only gets through 10% of the time. Baylor is negative value, but we're going to bounce them uh, shortly against UCLA because they are a horrible – Baylor is a horrible play, leverage play across the board here. Really, really ugly stuff. So we've got that taken care of. And then the other one we need is Texas versus Purdue. They're going to eventually lose, but Texas – Versus Purdue, Um, we got to go with Purdue. They are negative value, but or negative leverage, but they are getting through like three times as often. So Purdue moves on. Go to the Midwest now. And we need, the only one we need here is Miami or Auburn. Auburn, 75% of the time. Miami, 10% of the time. Actually, Auburn's not bad right? Auburn only, if you have Auburn going deep, if you have Auburn getting to the final four, you have positive leverage. We're going to just move them on one more time, but the Auburn stuff is not bad. I like the way this bracket is shaping up and that leaves us with uh, the South region. And I believe these are the last picks we have to make here. So the South region is Arizona and TCU. This is probably going to be Arizona. Yeah. TCU just doesn't, um, just doesn't win enough. So this is round of 32 win Arizona by far. And then we have Michigan and Tennessee. Here's Tennessee. Here's Michigan. Um, If you wanted to get frisky, Michigan is the largest leverage play to win in the round of 32 out of the South. And Tennessee is the worst leverage play to, to win in the round of 32. Boy, this is enticing. Those are big numbers. Those might be the biggest numbers of all of them. Louisiana LSU winning in the round of 32. Do we have that? Round of 32 LSU. Somebody point them out. If you see them, we do. Okay, so we have that huge leverage spot. Michigan is just as big, but they're 8% less likely to actually do it. This is not a bad spot to just try to like take the chaos side of it and take Michigan here. Let's do it. We have them losing the next round anyway. Um, So there's a couple of spots here where you could have taken your own route, right? That Michigan, Tennessee one, you could have taken uh the, there was one down here somewhere, Providence and South Dakota state. I'm going to take the, 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 the dog side of it. And then there was another one up here. Um, I don't remember what it was, but you go back and watch the video. You watch the video. Okay. So we've got all, we're missing one pick. What pick are we missing? Oh, oh, I just have to click Kansas, right? Kansas is our champion, right? I don't even remember leverage on Kansas. Yes. Kansas is our champion. 10% of the time. All right. Um, Now, when I did this uh, bracket last time, I had no idea what the final score should be, and people mocked me. I'm just going to do something like, uh, I'm just going to, like, average these points per game. And they're both, okay, I'm going to take, like, uh, 76 to 73 or something like that. So, we'll do 76, 73. There you have it there's your bracket in all its glory highly leveraged maybe too leveraged in some spots but i'd rather be too leveraged than not leveraged enough kansas to go all the way against kentucky i hope you enjoyed that again um, just like it and share it. it goes a long way for me. If you are going to play on prize picks already, and you're going to play the props, which is the best way to do it, uh, use the code Rick. I would much appreciate that. I will do this again next year, no matter what the outcome is. So I don't know if we go three years in a row picking the national champion, but I'll, I'll, I'll continue to do it next year. Cause it's a fun little exercise. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoy follow me on Twitter. I guess while you're at it at Rick run good. And if you're into golf or not into golf, you should be into golf. I'll talk to you guys. Good luck.